0: Hi, my name is Rochelle Grow, and I'm obsessed with all things business, especially networking. Oftentimes, the opportunities that we have in business and even personally comes down to who we know. I love helping people build a thriving network with genuine people, even if they are new to the game, afraid to say the wrong thing, or need a reminder to just do it. I'm a California transplant living in Northern England who's taken her business chops from California to New York and now the US to the UK. I work from home and run two businesses. No matter if you're a networking beginner or not, I can teach you the step-by-step behind-the-scenes secrets to building a network that you love. Pop in your earbuds and get ready to be encouraged and have some fun while you learn. This is Allergic to Small Talk by Cut Class. Hey there, and welcome back. This is episode five of the Allergic to Small Talk podcast. You can catch me here every Thursday, or you can catch me on my Insta at Let's Cut Class or in my Facebook group called Allergic to Small Talk. All right, guys, let's hop in. On last week's episode, we talked about networking from a team perspective with Lorna Watkinson. If you missed that episode, you need to give it a listen. Lorna busts three myths. Networking is for the individual. Networking is only for sales teams, and a team must network evenly for it to be fair. If you didn't get a chance to listen to it, go over to letscutclass.com forward slash talk, and you'll be able to find episode four as you scroll down. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about networking as a team, but this time we're going to be breaking down each individual player. On a team, whether it's a work team, a sports team, or in a family, each person on the team has their individual roles and strengths. For example, in my household, my husband and I split house duties pretty evenly. I am really great at gathering our laundry before it piles too high. Our three and a half year old is great at helping me sort clothes by color before we wash them. And my husband, Chris, is really great at folding the laundry and putting it away. I do not like folding laundry. If it was socially acceptable, I would totally wear wrinkled clothes all day, every day, because I would just pick up my outfit from a pile of washed or dried clothing. Another example is our team at Cut Class. At the end of my intro of each episode, it ends with, Brought to you by Cut Class. And for those of you who don't know, Cut Class provides knowledge to accelerate the skill set of business professionals, budding business owners, or existing business owners. You can find more info at letscutclass.com. Anyways, on our team at Cut Class, I'm really great at figuring out techie stuff, and this tech stuff drives my business partner, Leslie, a little bonkers. And Leslie is really great at structuring financial projections, which I absolutely despise. Show is an all-around design wizard and makes our team's vision come to life, a skill set that neither Leslie or I have. When we know each team member's skill sets, it's really easy to divvy up like projects and tasks, and it really accelerates the entirety of a team. When it comes to networking, there are also different types of players or roles. They usually fall into one of four categories. Networkers are either a shark, a penguin, a bee, or a lone wolf. If you don't know what type of networker you are, you can take my quiz to find out. Go to my show notes for this episode at let'scutclass.com forward slash allergic to small talk. And in the show notes for episode five, you will be able to take a quiz called What type of networking animal are you? A few reasons why it's important to understand the type of networker you are is so you can see what comes naturally to you in social settings, to also highlight areas where you need to put in a little work to improve, and most importantly, so you know who the other players are in the room. From a managerial standpoint, it's important to know the different types of networkers you have on your team so you can delegate networking tasks effectively. Here is a breakdown of each type of networker. Sharks, as we know, are natural predators. Sharks are people that we are often afraid to encounter. They are the person who jumps from one group to another, taking a big old bite out of each group before moving on. They also share all about themselves. They might shove their business card in your face and move on without ever really finding out anything about you. Sharks, while they come off pushy, are simply part of the networking ecosystem. It's better to accept that they exist and try not to get frustrated about it. If you are a shark, you may find that your relationships may not be very, very strong when it comes to the networking world, or your conversations won't really go beyond the surface level. Now, let's talk about penguins. Penguins are the polar opposite of sharks. As some of you know, most penguins are monogamous. That means that male and female pairs will mate exclusively with each other for the duration of their season and continue to do so for the rest of their lives. After mating, the female penguin will lay a single egg. Some species lay two. Penguin networkers are great people because they're so easy to approach. If you see them at an event, they often will be with the same person throughout the entirety of that event. And if they go to another event where that same person is there, they will most likely gravitate and stay with that same person yet again. While this is a nice way to network because it's predictable and comfortable, it's not the best way to network forever. It's totally okay to start here and grow out of it over time penguins lay one egg and some lucky species lay two eggs. I like for my penguins to produce more than one connection or egg. Okay, let's talk about bees. Bees are fantastic insects. I know, I know, we run away from them when they are near, but hear me out. Bees fly from flower to flower, pollinating each one that they visit. Here's a fun fact. Honeybees can visit up to 5,000 flowers a day, and it's only within the last two weeks of their five to eight week lifespan that they even pollinate or collect nectar. So they get really busy in two weeks. After they are done pollinating and collecting what they need for the day, they head back to their colony. Then the pollen turns into bee bread, which feeds the other bees. How cool, right? They are such fascinating little things. Earlier, we learned about a shark networker that goes from group to group and takes what they need and then leaves. Bee networkers are different from a shark, you see. Bees contribute pollen to each flower they visit. In a networking setting, a bee networker will contribute something to each person or group that they visit. And guess what? Contributing something doesn't always have to be a witty insight, a joke, or some thought-provoking question. It could come in the form of a good listener. A good listener is present and makes other people feel heard, and people love to know someone is truly listening to them. Okay, let's move on to our last type of networker, which is a lone wolf. Lone wolves are fantastic. These networkers end up at networking events because it's required by work, it's a I have to do type thing, or their partner or family invited them to something and they can't get out of it. They rather check out the punch bowl than the other guests at the party, but don't be fooled by lone wolves. They actually are really great networkers. And although they don't prefer a room full of people, they really value the one-on-one type communication and lone wolves make really dangerous networkers because they are really, really great listeners. They have a really sharp skill set where they can listen to something once and they can connect the dots on a project or they can see how it'll play out in the future. So lone wolves are actually really great networkers. So don't be fooled or feel a little awkward or feel like they're not paying attention to you when you run into them. So now that we have reviewed each type of networker, I want you to do some work and figure out what type of network are you. So if you want to find out whether you're a shark, a penguin, a bee, or a lone wolf, go take my quiz and you can find it in the show notes at let'scutclass.com forward slash allergic to small talk. All right, I hope you enjoyed episode five of the Allergic to Small Talk podcast. If you want to continue the conversation, you can join me in my free Facebook group called Allergic to Small Talk or you can catch me on Insta at letscutclass.com. I look forward to seeing you all next week, same time, same place. See ya!